0: Hi guys, it's Sarah from Weird Horizon. This is a little bonus episode coming today from the Collaboration Between Me and Love and Murder podcast on the case of Elisa Lamb. It contains some little details outside of the case, including the potential future of the Cecil Hotel, as well as some spooky personal ghost stories of a very own that I thought you might like to hear. We also talk of some potential future topics we might cover together. So if that sounds good to you, please stick around.
1: So Sarah, I have—I I want to pose a question to the three of us. Have any of you, the two of you, ever had a ghostly experience that you believe that's what, what happened in, in your lifetime?
2: And that's funny. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask Sarah before we wrap it up. Did she have any questions for us in terms of you know the subject line of her show
3: i i i want to i want to hear your answers before i give you my answers It's very much hedging my bets but like i want to hear Someone's the playing tone chicken. you're coming up with before i <laughs> before i come out with what i might say so uh,
2: okay so i don't remember how old i was maybe 11 and i was home alone i just came home from girl scout and I was sitting on my bed facing my door. So I was sitting on my bed facing my bedroom door. My bedroom door was in the, you know, you look into the hallway and nobody was home. Nobody was home. Um, and it was night. And I think my, my family had gone to the grocery store or something like real quick. And I had just come back from Girl Scouts, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there doing my homework. And I saw my brother pass by the door. And I was like, I called his name. I was like, Hello. Went down the hall to his room. Nobody was home. So me being me, because if you don't know me, I'm a scaredy cat and I don't care. So me being me, I went outside and I sat there in the parking lot waiting for everybody to get home. <laughs> I am not the one. I am not. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Bob, is that you? That is not me. Don't go anywhere haunted with me. My ex-husband took me to a haunted house. I'm going to tell you true story. I pushed strangers out of the way. I grabbed this little, it was a baby. He had a flashlight. I grabbed first, before that, I grabbed some random woman. They threw something at us and I grabbed her and I pushed her in front of me. And she the she got the brunt of whatever it was. And then I pushed her at the person and I ran. And then they had us in this pitch black room. And it was a baby, a, like a little one, two-year-old. I saw light. All I saw was light and it was a flashlight. And I grabbed his flashlight, I pushed him to the ground. I just started running out of that room. And everybody was dying laughing at me I'm a wimp I'm a scaredy cat I don't care I admit it so that's the only time something like that has ever happened to me and that's my story
3: I think that's and she's sticking to, to it <laughs> <laughs> I like the immediate like okay I'm just going to use someone else as a human shield like uh, someone's going down It's it's not me it's not going to be me
2: I'm I'm on record right now. Shar
3: she,
1: she's on Sarah. Record. <laughs> if okay. we're ever so. in a
2: if we're ever in a a, a, a forest and you hear ah, 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 I will trip y'all. Y'all have- <laughs> will be the food and I'm gone. Don't look to me to save you. Like if you trip and then like, save me. Nope. I am totally save yourself. I'm out.
1: Yeah. She's in save yourself <laughs> mode.
2: Yep. Y'all are all dead. I don't yeah. care.
1: <laughs> okay. So for, so for, for me, it's condensed version. Um, I've had many experiences, but I'll pick one that was not even that long ago, actually. Cause a lot of, a, a lot of experiences for many people it appear to have occur, occurred when they were children or younger, even, even Kai, for example, I just hear that a lot, but for me, I was a, a full wait, grown wait, adult, wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 let me ask this. Is this really, really scary?
1: Because if it is, I'm taking
2: my headset off. Cause I don't want to hear no, it.
1: No, no. Well, I mean, okay.
2: is gonna, I, I mean I'm going to ta- take my headset off. No, nope. so are you chicken? I'm taking are you my headset seriously off. Chicken? And when, yes, when I see you go back on mute, I'll be back.
1: Continue. She, oh my gosh. She's such a chicken, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Okay. It it's is kind of scary, but really it's scary, but it's, it's a quick one. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't that long ago. Um, I'll say about 10 years, maybe a little bit less, but I was asleep and I, I want to say twilight sleep, you know, when you're kind of like almost deep sleep, almost REM stage of sleep, rapid eye movement stage, but not quite. So I felt I was in my bed. It was dark. It was middle of the night, maybe, um, old dark 30, AM or something. Okay, so I felt something kind of like push my covers away a little bit or kind of slide next to my covers. And I felt a hand. And literally, I'm so goofy that I'm just, you know, thinking that maybe I'm dreaming. And the hand actually started to fondle me. And I'm actually kind of like, This is going to sound crazy, but I was kind of like enjoying it for a moment because I thought it was like one of those really, you know, really sensual dreams. So I'm still okay with it. Then I remembered, oops, I'm not even married. What's happening here? And honestly, when I remember in my sleep, my deep sleep, I'm not married, then it freaked me out. And and before this happened, honestly, before this happened, it was a hot summer day, but a cool breeze came through my room first. And I remember it was really hot outside and I thought, well, that's weird, but it felt good to have a cool breeze, you know? So as it's happening, I'm like, oh, okay, well, wow, I'm having one of those dreams. But then I realized I'm not dreaming and I'm not married. There's no man in my bed. That's when it freaked me out. I just jumped up and ran for my light, turned the light on, like that's going to change everything, you know? And that was pretty much it. I just was, oh, and then I just slept on the couch after that. I just, (laughs) I was afraid to get back in my bed. It was the couch for me. Okay, well, Kai, you can come back. Sarah, what do you think?
3: Are you, did Sarah survive that story? <laughs> I mean, that's like classic, um, you know. Okay, that's where you scream, Kai. She said, uh, Sarah
1: said it's classic. So what was that, Sarah?
3: Like that's, it's, there's so much intersection between like, you know, that point, like you said, you're like early in the morning where you're like, just, you've just come out of sleep or you're just, you know, going into sleep. That's when people get all the weird hallucinations. I'm so happy I didn't listen to this. I wouldn't
2: sleep for three months. I'm so happy then. (laughs) If y'all are talking about it's around sleep, no.
1: Well, it's like Sarah that's... on a scare a, Sarah on a scale of one to 10 scary scary being that a 10 being the, the, the scariest and maybe a one being not so scary where would you place my story that Kai was so chicken to listen to
3: <laughs> the way you tell it it's like like you said you like it's it was kind of nice like it's, like, it's hard <laughs> to view it as, as scary it was like as weird and you feel like you should be scared by it but at the same time like it's, it's kind of nice like
2: you but know. see no you can't <laughs> ask Sarah because Sarah actually does stories on paranormal all the time I'm true crime I don't tell stories about ghosts so to her this was like on a scale of one to ten it was a negative 85 and then (laughs) if I had heard the story and you asked me i would be calling you at three o'clock in the morning in two months telling you I still can't sleep so no
1: (laughs) no oh my gosh that's crazy okay so Sarah your turn I'm really curious what she's gonna come up with Mm mm-hmm My
2: thing, Sarah, before you begin, Mm -hmm. is it on the same line as Shars?
3: Disclaimer. (laughs) No, mine's mine's not super scary, but mine is kind of depressing. So that's why I was like, I want to see what you're going to say, wherever I'm going to, I'm going to, fucking inflict this on you because it's pretty horrible. okay
2: so it's depressing it's not scary so it's not shards it's not anything dealing with like you were sleeping or you were in the shower and a no. hand came out of the water or
1: okay okay so i could probably <laughs> listen to it guy,
2: <laughs> i don't want to hear it Char. I, seriously <laughs> okay. don't give me any hints i don't want to know okay,
1: okay. replay of
2: the show she'll that.
3: hear it <laughs> Go
2: ahead. I will. When I'm editing this, I will fast forward through your story. I'm not listening to it. I don't know what you don't understand. <laughs> you could
3: have said anything. You could have said I literally don't want to know. Well, okay. I will give you my Sarah. depressing story. So, um, I have never. I haven't ever seen anything that I would um, that I can explain, or I could explain as paranormal. But I have had like, I have kind of sensed some things where like this. Um, go back to the idea that people believe that like energies and stuff can can stay in a building and can sort of linger um i've experienced something like that so this was when i was maybe uh like 12 or so uh we moved house and we moved into a house which was um very very cheap uh red flag it was cheap <laughs> it was cheap for a reason like this sounds like a made up sorry but it was cheap for a reason that's because the previous person in the house killed themselves in the house. So it's quite depressing, but um, there was a particular room where we knew this had happened and um, it was me and my mum. And if we went on into that room, it was like um, complete mood change. You could go in feeling absolutely fine. And then you go into this room and it was like a cloud, like every positive feeling would just leave your brain. And then if you leave this room, it was like nothing ever happened. And we had to, um, in the end, we had to get a priest to come around to the house. And, like, we are not a religious family at all. But we were like, we got to do something about this because this is weird. Um, so we bring a, like, a priest around and he's like, okay, yeah, we know the history of the house. Is there any chance anyone's ever performed, like, a seance in this house? Or has anyone, like, ever used a Ouija board in this house? And it was honestly the weirdest experience I've ever had and since then I can't say I've experienced anything to that extent because like I said it was so stark it was like you go into this room and it was like someone turns a light out in your brain and since then I haven't had anything that um, severe but then again I was that kind of age where people say you're more kind of um, susceptible to this stuff at certain ages or coming back to your story like if you're just coming in or going out of sleep or if you're particularly tired there is a theory that you're more sort of receptive to energies I don't know how much I believe it but that is my story so what do what do you what do you what do you think of my story <laughs> it's
0: depressing isn't it
2: okay it, it, yeah it wasn't scary so I could listen <laughs> no it wasn't scary uh, yeah uh, um I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say about your story. I I believe you, you know, when you said you went in the room and you just felt you felt depressed, it kind of sounds like and I'm not making fun of you. Seriously, this is just what comes to mind. It kind of sounds like um, uh, what are they called in Harry Potter? Does anybody know? The
3: Dementors. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like a Dementor.
2: (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me.
3: Honestly, but, in my um, mind, I'm, like, I was, like, 12 years old. Um, I, I I just moved house. So, like, realistically looking back at it, it was probably just, like, I was in a really weird point in my life and probably quite susceptible to a lot of things. So, like, honestly, the Dementor thing, like, that's not a bad comparison. Maybe I just read Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> Sarah, it was it so Sarah-ish.
3: So Sarah, it was only you and your mom
1: in that Mm -hmm. house at the time. Oh my gosh, I would have been more afraid just because it's only the two of us. Have you guys ever thought about this? When there's more people involved that are going through what you're going through, you somehow feel a little bit more comfort opposed to just going at it alone and dealing with it alone. So I think that would have freaked me out more than anything. But I totally do believe her story. And it's actually very common because of the because of the oppression that the person felt right before they died. That's what that's what you're picking up. Because they could not move on. So they just had to be able to push out of this world and realize that there's another assignment for you. So that's what makes people feel that way. And you really do pick up on that, you know, you're a type of an intercessor. So it's kind of scary just to pick up their sadness. But then like you said, you walk out the room and you're good. So yeah. I wouldn't want to know if there was a seance. I wouldn't want to know if they used the Ouija board. I just wouldn't want to know that because that would freak me out right there because I would feel like, well, what do we do about those energies? You know, That's pretty interesting. So thanks for sharing that. Well, we all got that all out of our systems.
2: I'm glad I'm not left traumatized. (laughs) So I guess that's really the end of our collaboration, Sarah. We're leaving you.
1: I had fun though. <laughs> it's been real. We'll never forget you. I'll we'll never forget our experience together.
2: I think experience. you and Shar would probably have to do like a really scary, scary paranormal collab one day. I'm not going to be there, but you and Shar could definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a long story, Sarah, but she just feels like, okay, Shar, how many experiences have you really had? Yeah. She no, can. that's
2: not it. It's just I don't want to hear it. I won't sleep for months. You think I'm playing with you? I will not sleep for months. The only time I'll actually fall asleep is when my body is like, okay, you've been awake too long, and it puts me to sleep.
3: How do you deal with this case? Because like this is like this. Because really I spooky. don't,
2: I don't feel weirded out by this case. I, like I said, I look at it from. I think she had mental health issues, which I have experiences mm-hmm. in in dealing with that and seeing that and true crime in the sense of the hotel was negligent i don't see any paranormal aspects of this Uh, if we're going by like ghosts and stuff i don't see any paranormal aspects of it now if you ask me if i'm going to go to that hotel the answer is absolutely not so (laughs) i don't know that's how i deal with this case i'm not creeped out
3: that's a good review uh so is anyone going to go no no one's ever going to go we're never going to go um I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go to no. Skid
1: Row either. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not so, discriminating.
3: Even if it wasn't like, even
2: if I didn't think like paranormal activity was ha- happening in that hotel, the fact that they allowed it to get to the point of dead person water coming through the faucets and stuff. I, I wouldn't be able to ever get that out of my head because h- how did you clean the faucets? Did you change the whole water system? Did you, I, I wouldn't be able to, I'm a germaphobe. I wouldn't be able to even get that out of my head because how many years later, I'm still like, I'm drinking dead person. It's no way, or I'm showering in dead person. Cause unless you change the entire water system, including knock down all four of those water towers and put a new one up, I, I wouldn't be able to get that out of my head. So from that, I'm not going to that hotel. The fact of how cheap it is, I'm not going it, to that.
3: like, did you hear what about are they the development? doing? So that's been purchased. Yeah, it's been purchased by someone. I think it's been delayed by the pandemic, but they want to turn it again into like another swanky hotel and put a oh, pool wow. on the roof.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, Kai missed that. I was saying with in a pool on the roof, down. Yeah, with a pool on the roof
2: to me. I don't know. That sounds disrespectful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> After what's happened, because because pools on the roof are, are something very swanky. That's what they do in Vegas every day. But they've done that for years in Vegas. Sarah, I, I moved back home to New Mexico from Vegas. That's why I'm saying that. I know that for a fact. But considering what happened with this poor girl, I do consider that disrespectful too. But is it, is it popular to have a pool on the roof? Absolutely, because it's you know it's a party. It may maybe even what they call day parties, you know. And so it could be a lot of fun. But it could bring in that youthful uh, market that they were trying us uh, trying their best to convert to when this happened so it's very possible
2: so to sum it up like i was saying that's very disrespectful <laughs> that's that's really creepy well, that answers the question. None of us stay in there, and even when it turns into a swanky hotel, none of us stay in there. So right. that, and as I end, as I end each show, that is the case of Elisa Lamb. <laughs> if you like this episode, <laughs> but thank you, Sarah, for having us on. Thank you for dealing with all our craziness, and uh, yeah, thank you for basically letting me take over your podcast. <laughs> no, thank you for joining me. That like, too.
3: <laughs> I just it's such an interesting case and it's just it's nice to talk about it with people because like watching that watching the documentary just it didn't it didn't like totally scratch the itch on it there's just so much to talk about with it and it's just it's nice to talk about it from different perspectives I think because it is very interesting so I yeah I if you ever want to talk about other cases that maybe have ghosts involved then um I am 100% behind that um maybe there's ghosts. Now,
2: now question, what if there's a case? Okay. So let me, let me, let me, let me paint this picture. So my mom is from an island where they tell people don't go here in this area after six, for instance, after sundown or during sunset. And she knows for a fact people would go cuz you know tourists are like ah what do you know you only live here so whatever and they would go and then you'd never see them again so what if we were to do cases like that like in like in uh the jungle in certain countries the forests in the rainforest what if the what if we did cases like that
3: is that in your realm absolutely i bet there's there's so many of these cases as well that like i said there's even quite a few answer, yeah. like it's There's a lot of people, there's a lot of cultures out there that I think put more stock in potential paranormal things or what we'd view as paranormal. And I'd definitely be interested in learning about, like, the specific cultural ways certain things are viewed as paranormal because that's not something I know Even now. Even the
1: legends, because there's a lot of legends in these areas that people for hundreds of years have mysteriously seen, you know, apparitions or particular types of, I don't know, what they believe to be monsters or something, and they'll say, "Don't go there because the such and such will get you." And of, it's always the tourists. Oh no, let's go, honey. Let's just go check it out, and I'm sure there's nothing to be concerned about. And there's a reason why the locals tell you not to go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there should be lots of, lots of uh, content for for that those that um, you know angle, Kai. I think.
0: Thank you for joining me for a little bonus episode today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope to catch you all very soon. Please check out Love and Murder for an excellent relationship-based true crime podcast. I hope to work with them again in the future, and if you want that too, please check us both out on Twitter. Me as Weird Horizon, and Love and Murder. Search Love and Murder or at No Conduct Radio. Much love. Bye!